Hello. What's up, friend? How's it oh, going? No. Oh, yeah, it's going. <laughs> it's going. Oh, has it been that kind of? Has it been that kind of day? Well, you know what? The day hasn't been bad, but I can't guarantee you uh, that there aren't going to be any interruptions here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, it's it's okay. I think it will make it even more entertaining if it is. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, look at your official setup there. That mic, girl. It's so yeah. So I got the mic for Christmas. Um, see, I got the mic for Christmas. I got the stand, and my we were trying to decide. You know, do I want the stand that's on the table that comes up or do I want one that hangs down? I was like, I want the one that hangs down because in my mind, I was going to be standing up doing some voiceover work for my uncle and all this other stuff. And then I quickly realized my ass doesn't want to stand for that long, so I'm going <laughs> to sit. But I was like, it still works, though. It still works. It's just now like when I do the Zoom thing, like if I'm doing this, I'm blocking my face. So I kind of <laughs> now I like lean over and like talk sideways while my eyes are looking at the screen so it's kind of yeah funny. right but you know what <laughs> like that audio quality is good so you're Thank good you. well that that was the point is you know i've um i researched doing podcasts for about a year before i even started doing this and that was the one thing that everybody kept saying it's like you know try to have as best quality as you can like listen to other podcasts so i listened to a few and i and then i listened to some that weren't good and i went Oh yeah, I can tell the difference. Like let yeah. me let me switch this up a little bit. So <laughs> for sure. Goodness, how how are you? I I, I know we, we haven't talked in a while, but uh, how is everything? You know what? It's been quite the roller coaster ride for me. Okay. <laughs> um for me, so and I, I constantly like I'm always wondering how it looks from like other people's perspectives, like based on like where they are and kind of the norm where they are, but I just, uh, for me and my personality type, for the, ever since we talked last time, I have this like overwhelming feeling that the like everybody in the world is like an aggravated nerve, and it just feels yeah. so fragile right now. And so for me, like I take that in and I feel that for everybody else, and I don't know why I'm like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't begin to tell you why God made me that way, but. I don't think For it's me, just it's you, just though. Been kind it's, of I difficult. think everybody's like that. Everybody's like that. I think it's, I think when, I think normal people, or not, I won't say normal people, but I think people that maybe weren't like that are like that now because of what's going on. You right. I mean? like it's, right. Like they always had it in them, but because things weren't over the top on top of them with a pandemic and just concern or fear, whatever it is that you have. And now that it's just all there all the time, every day for the last, what, almost now six months. Yeah. You no, know, it's it's insane. So And yeah. what's crazy is that it's been that long and it feels like it's been six weeks. <laughs> it to does. Me. It like does. even <laughs> though we've all been kind of like on this other version of life and kind mm -hmm. of doing this other thing and all these different kind of routines and it feels like it's going so fast. I'm like, where did the summer go? Right. <laughs> I'm already like, having to like think about, you know, getting the kids ready to go back to school and preparing them for all that. And I'm like, but, mm -hmm. but wait, where was summer? It yep. was supposed to feel longer because they got out earlier and yet it I, felt I, so short. I feel like our conversation we had when you first came on the show, we were talking about quarantine. Like if we were talking about that today it would be completely different. I feel oh, like yeah. just because it's, it's a complete 180, which it's so weird to think about, but um, but I love it. So uh, I'm ready to get into it. Are you? Sure. Let's do okay, it. Okay. Awesome. Welcome everyone to the Gentile Life Podcast. I'm Ryan Gentile. My life is anything but dull and I've been lucky to have met some great people in my life. I love sharing stories about what goes on in my everyday life. And since I've met a lot of great friends along the way that are doing some extraordinary things, I thought to myself, why not share some of their stories along with a few of my own? On this podcast, you're going to hear me share stories from my everyday life that maybe you can relate to. You'll also hear some from my friends that I bring on from time to time and the great things that they have going on as well. You might even catch some funny stories between the two of us. This is The Gentile Life. Here we are on the episode of The Gentile Life Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this episode. Uh, I have a very special guest. She's been on the show before. And believe it or not, this is the third time we're going to talk about something where hopefully this time it actually records properly, where I can actually air it. My good friend, 
Jessica Walker, joining me all the way from Pennsylvania. Jessica, thank you so much for coming back on. Hey, thanks for having me again. Oh I appreciate goodness. it. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like third time's a charm for us. With this you know, one. that's what I think too. I tend to think <laughs> that too. Well, and, and if you think about it, when we first tried to talk about this, this was what, I think three or four months ago, I believe I was on furlough and it was like, okay, it, things were different back then compared to, even though it's the same damn thing, things are so much different now than they were then. So I feel like our conversation today is going to be even better than what it would have than what it was, you know, months ago. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. I definitely know. I don't know how it's possible that one human could change as much as I feel like my mindset has changed in six months, mm -hmm. but it has. And so I, I agree. Like, I think it's going to be even better than it would have been originally. I'm excited. I always, get, I always enjoy talking with you. Uh, I think it's never a dull moment. We always share a lot of good stuff and you know, I, I, I've been advertising like crazy about how uh, I'm changing up the podcast where obviously I had you on before. I had Justin Lara, a good friend of ours, when we were talking about COVID life and things like that. And in my mind, you know, um, my previous episode that I just, that I, you know, that I aired right before I'm airing this one is quitting my job. So, yes. you know, I've literally quit my job, <laughs> my guaranteed salary job, because I just was unhappy. And then after right. I quit, I was like, okay. I can focus on my podcast. What can I do though? Like, I, I feel like it, it's not that good uh, or it could be better. So what could I do? I was like, you know what? Involve your friends more. They're doing a lot of cool things out there. And I know you and I, like I said, we tried to have this conversation months ago. So I thought, you know what? The first person I'm going to reach out to is Jess because we, we tried this before once. It didn't work. We tried it twice because I thought I had it. Didn't work. And I'm like, all right, third time's a charm. I think she's a perfect guest to really just start amplifying like, hey, let me, let me showcase my friends that I've met in my life and what they are doing. And so that's why you are technically the first guest of the new structure of the show, but yet you're a second time guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm here for that. And you know what? I think um, what you're doing is incredibly powerful because that is one of the things that I feel like has cemented for me. The last time we were talking and we talked about social media. Um, I was all very lighthearted about it, but I feel like um, with COVID-19 and this pandemic, small businesses and entrepreneurship has, it really made me look at things differently. It's really suffered um, in those departments and those people who have small businesses or entrepreneurs of different types. And I think the coolest way and what a lot of people don't know to support those people in your life is actually free most of the time. So, you know, clicking like listening to a podcast, sharing a podcast, you know, commenting on your friend's stuff, sharing your friend's things on social media. I mean, all of that stuff is a great way to show support and, and it's free. And so I think like getting the word out there about that and how to support people, during this time is incredibly valued. So I, I think, I think like you having your friends on is one of the most clutch things. I, I really, I'm a fan. <laughs> well, you, you know me, I, it's, I, I, I don't consider myself a selfish person. I'm always like, Oh, what are my friends doing? Like, okay, what? Oh, that's cool that you're doing that. Tell me more. Not like, yeah. Okay, cool. Tell me more. I'm like, no, I'm like interested because I like, here's the thing. I don't think I have a very important life or it was a very like uh, just you know, the best life ever. Obviously, I think everybody goes through struggles in their life. But in my mind, I'm like, I've met some cool people along the way that have been doing some really cool things like yourself, you know, utilizing your social media, which we're going to get into here in this episode. You know, our friend Ashley Young is doing like an organizational thing. Oh my um, God. And she's killing it. Yeah, she's killing it. And actually, I reached out to her and we're going to try to record next week. So hopefully she'll be on the uh, on the show because uh, I want to I want to showcase that. You know, so that's a friend of ours. You know, we have a, a girl we went to high school with, you know, Heather uh, Hennessy now, Miller. She, she's in a band that was signed by Blue October. It's like, you know, things like that. And then I, I have other friends, you know, like uh, this, this lady, Susan Wynn. She's awesome. Uh, she lost her arm at a young age in a car accident. And she's an inspirational speaker now and has her own show, does things on media. Like, I mean, she just is an inspiring individual. I'm like, you know, people like that, like, man, I'm meeting all these cool people in my life yeah. that I consider friends you know, and as far as I know, they consider me friends too. It's like, why not showcase them? You know, cause I can only yeah. talk about so much by myself. A hundred percent. And like 
those sound like some really great stories. I'm looking forward to those podcasts. And I would just like to say, when Heather played Dorothy in Oz, we knew that this was going to be her future because her voice, like she's always been so good. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. She has some pipes on her. That's for sure. She's talented. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, that I can reach out to her, maybe get her and her wife. Uh, Cause you know, it's, uh, it's her and her wife that are in the band. That's, uh, um, and so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I, I definitely want to uh, try to get them on if they can, hopefully, if that's the case. Uh, but like I said, that's, that's a goal of mine as well. So yeah, a hundred percent. And what I think what you'll find too, is that the more of the people who are kind of out there in this space, I, I guess I would say more of like the creative space, mm-hmm. less so of the corporate world. Um, but still both. But I think what you would find is uh, the networking too. You'll meet people through them with amazing mm-hmm. stories and they'll say, you know, listen to this or check this out. Like yeah. I think the possibilities are endless with it. So that's so awesome. I hope so too. So that that's the plan. And either way, I'm going to have fun doing it. And now that I have no job, <laughs> I feel like I'm in Friday. I ain't got no job. I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> so I'm just going to do a podcast. You know what? Good for you, man, though. Like, because I really believe in setting up your life uh, where it makes you and your family the happiest, even if it's not traditional. So good for you guys. Oh yeah, definitely not true. It's funny. I, I joke around with people and tell them, you know, I, I, you know, my, my wife now is my sugar mama because she's in financial <laughs> advising. And, and she hey, and says, listen, you know, can you bring her on the podcast? Because I told her before I'm going to need some advisement someday. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I will 100% uh, make sure I, I'm sure we'll have a, I'll have an episode with her again at yes, some point good. believe me i'm sure we'll she's talk gonna about be something. the female uh what's his name gosh i'm embarrassed that i don't you know put me on the spot <laughs> you put yourself on spot yeah the money man <laughs> oh my god are you talking about oh Dave um, Ramsey. i got yes, it Dave i redeem Ramsey. myself i redeem myself Dave <laughs> you're like the i'm like the money man i'm like uh what so, you're like no. what guy <laughs> megan will know she will no know. she knows oh i know i know dave ramsey as well i have a lot of friends that have used dave ramsey our friend kenny uh kenny Kane yes they were dave on the ramsey. show See, yeah i'm telling you we got a good solid network here I, 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 yeah we we I, I don't think people realize but we're kind of a big deal from laporte you know we know a lot of cool people <laughs> I know nobody ever heard of Laporte, Texas before, but we're going to put it on the map. That's right. That's right. Laporte. Like, we got to say it like that. Laporte, Texas. Yes. You know, we gotta, long we gotta, paper. <laughs> long paper, Texas. Yes. <laughs> uh, for anybody listening, if you're like, what in the hell are they talking about? Just <laughs> if you're friends of ours, you know, if you don't know, well, research it. You might be able to find something on it. So. Right. I bet <laughs> Just, you Google that. Oh my goodness. But no, I, I love, like you mentioned, and, and I, and I love when we talk about the social media thing. So obviously, so earlier today, I, uh, I put up a little story on my Instagram cause I created my own, um, show Instagram instead of my personal ones to kind of separate them out, make it more like a, a business one. And so I did a story like, okay guys, Hey, you know, and I remember I, and you saw this and I was like, Hey guys, you know, I'm excited to meet with Jessica. Here's, you know, her page and we're going to talk about this. It'll be on the episode next week. And then, and then you messaged me going, Hey, tag me in it so I could share it. And I went, oh yeah. And I went, oh wait, I can't go back and tag it. Damn it. Rookie mistake. Like, see, this is why I need the expert to help me out with these things because in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, this will be fun. And then it's like, oh yeah, duh, tag her so she could share it on hers. Like it just makes sense. So yeah. So that would be one of my biggest (laughs) tips is that anytime, um, any person, anytime you work in the creative space or social media, corporately, anytime you work collaboratively with someone, um, just always tag them, have them tag you, share, 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 because obviously the audience increases the more that people are sharing. um, And that'll kind of get out there. And what's been crazy is it's easy. It's really easy when you're on the backside of that and reading those, uh, I guess, so the, you know, the term is analytics and you're trying to like, you know, go through all your analytics and figure all this out. But what's crazy is it's really easy to assume nobody's seeing your stuff. And then out of the blue, someone will contact you and they're like, I saw this because so-and-so shared this. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> whoa, yeah. So like, I got a text message from a, a longtime friend. I would say it was on Sunday or Monday evening. And uh, they were asking me, he was asking me about some decor. He just bought a house. He's kind of looking for, um, some ideas for masculine, but sophisticated decor. And so yeah. I was getting him some advice. And then a few minutes later, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, the girl I'm seeing, she started following you. And I was like, wait, what? Like, 
you know, people follow you or, or add you to their accounts and you don't always pay close attention, but yeah. like it's happening and it's out there, even if you don't see it. So definitely that's one of my number one tips, like share it. Even when you think nobody's watching, keep going. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I love that because I know in radio, that was always the thing we talked about in class. You know, when I was taking my radio classes was, you know, just, you're, you're talking, just, you know, you're just pretend nobody's listening, you know, just nobody's listening to you anyways. It's just you having a conversation, you know, like, or pretend you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody, you know, and I've always thought that was really cool to think of because if you're thinking like, man, all these people are listening to me, one of two things might happen where you have over expectations where then not that many people are listening and then you get upset, you know, or you think all these people are listening and now you're going to try too hard. You're going to yes. overthink it and you're not going to really convey the message that you're trying to do. And so if you just think, Hey, it's just you and your buddy one-on-one -on -one, and then maybe like somebody overhears and then they over, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't just assume everybody's listening, but like you said, before you know it, then people are listening or they're watching or they're following. And then you're like, Oh wow. Okay. I do have an audience. So I like that. That's yes. Really cool. And the other thing is, is, when and it plays into that when you're choosing something when a person is choosing something that they think that they could choose and make a career out of it choose something you love because mm -hmm. if you don't love doing it on your own and you don't love doing it for free and putting it out there for <laughs> free at yep. first you know then you're not going to love it when you have 20,000 followers or exactly. you you know you're not mm -hmm. magically going to love it if you get more followers so my advice is always start with something you love from the beginning so that if you never get 20,000 followers, it doesn't matter because you were doing it because you loved it. So, 100%. and I think, yeah, I think it's really easy to get caught up in those numbers, especially, um, you know, nowadays there's this whole movement, which actually I'm pretty excited about, um, you know, but where you share your analytics with companies mm -hmm. and then in turn get paid for sponsored posts and things, advertising and things like that. Um, and obviously each influencer and each person on social media chooses to integrate that into their platform in the way that they, that works best for them and what they see fit. But um, I think sometimes the numbers can, can weigh heavy and just kind of keeping those in check and keeping those where they belong because sometimes the numbers aren't accurate yeah, <laughs> and I exactly. hate to even say that right now during these times, but I'd said it. And what I meant was <laughs> social media numbers are not always accurate. <laughs> analytics. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I <laughs> No, but you're, you're not wrong though. You're not wrong. I feel like, you know, because things are skewed. Like, oh, so let's say yes. in a year from now, everything's the same. And then your analytics a year from now, are not the same as they are right now. And that's why, because mm -hmm. more people are back to work or they're doing whatever they're doing. So they're not on their phones as much, you know? And oh yeah. And I will tell you, there's so many people out there that are consuming your content, but not necessarily interacting with it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it's still not valuable content. There mm -hmm. are people out there who are seeing it, who are reading it, who are listening to it and it helps them and it changes their lives. Even if they never say anything, even if they never message you, even if they never click like, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about this before, kind of wanting to feel some normalcy during this pandemic and how, mm -hmm. At first, it was like, oh, do I post about this? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of have other things to worry about. And now we're definitely, we're in this, this place where wanting, everyone wanting to feel like they used to feel has a valuable place. And so mm -hmm. I think, you know, like, I just think everyone should put it out there if that's what, if that's how, if that's yeah. what they yeah. want to do, if that's exactly. what's in their heart. And if, and like you said, and I think you hit the nail on the head is it, you got to do it because you love what you're doing. You're not doing it because you're trying to find the easy way to make money because it's not yes. easy. You know, people oh, no. think, oh, I can be an influencer or I can do a podcast or I, they think, and that's the thing I learned in media and taking my classes was I, I'll never forget they, I had this class and I think you and I talked about this before on the, one of the many recordings we had, but <laughs> It was, you know, okay, raise your hand if you want to be like on the biggest like CNN and ESPN and just be famous and make money. And I remember like a ton of people raised their hands and I was one of the few that did not. And there I go, like, okay, who did not raise their hand? And like, I think there was only like five of us in this class of like 25 or something like that. And they go, okay, so you guys have it right. Those that raise their hand that wants to be rich and famous, get out now because you're in for the wrong reason. Because you think you're going to be rich and famous like the minute you graduate, uh -uh. you're going to spend the next 10 years in Amarillo covering yeah. like you know horse shit and things like that 
And it was just, it was so funny. And I was laughing hysterically, at least in my brain, because I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this for like fame. I'm doing it because one, I love sports and I love just talking about sports. So that's what I wanted to do. And of course, then it evolved into more and more in this type of media uh, or medium, I guess I should say. And so that's where, you know, I, I cannot agree with you more. Like if you have the passion for it, you know, you're going to love what you do and then the rest will follow. And if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because you're not doing it for that. You're doing it because you love it. Right. A hundred percent. Like you were still having fun the whole time and like your heart went into it. It's going to go into it no matter what the outcome is. And I think that's, I think that's super important because I definitely have seen people who went into it to try to make money and have been successful, but it's typically short lived because eventually we, and that's the thing when you're on social media, especially people are falling in love with your personality, who you are. It's not the products you share. It's not, you know, those are great. Those are fantastic things. Like, you know, but they still care about who you are as a person. And if you're not in it for the right reasons, that will eventually show through. And so I think it's super important to just make sure like you do what you love, you know, you take those risks. And like I said before, like I am a real fan of doing things untraditionally, (laughs) uh, you know, for whatever's right for each family. So I think it's awesome. Well, so I want to talk about this because you, so I noticed something. So the last time we talked, you, so you, you were kind of like, you know, a, a, like a lifestyle blogger about fashion, but you just recently then started getting into wedding coordinating, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I saw some of your posts and I saw some of your stories and I'm like, oh damn. Okay. So that's really cool. So yeah. So talk a little bit more about how you got into that and how you're utilizing your, your social media to really help with that. Yeah, actually, I would love to talk about that. I'm glad you brought it up. So for me, um, I think we talked about this before, but I, I've been blogging unofficially mm-hmm. for so long that I have trouble remembering how long ago it was. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Back when blogs like first came around, before, I think like it was like 2002. MySpace era. Like when you MySpace, like for folks things. listening, if you don't know what MySpace <laughs> is, research, Google that shit. <laughs> You know, and I mean, I'm not saying they were professional blogs of any mm. sorts. I don't know, but we were in our twenties. Nothing was professional. Oh my goodness. You know, but I've, I've been putting the things out there on the internet for quite some time. <laughs> and so, um, over the years, like at first I didn't, I didn't really take it. I just, it was something I did for fun again. Like I was like, ah, yeah, I'm just doing this cause I enjoy it. I didn't think, but I never imagined that it would turn into something that people could make money at doing. And so I kind of stayed in that space naturally. So a lot of people don't know about me. Let me back up even again. So I went to college and have my degree in education. So I was a teacher straight out of college before I got married. And then um, I married my college sweetheart and he is in the army. And so we moved to Pennsylvania after getting married. And so when I realized when it started to come time for us to thinking about having a family. And I realized, you know what? He's going to be gone a lot. I should probably figure out how to stay home with these kids. <laughs> and that was my personal choice. That's what I felt was right. Um, it, but I also missed having that adult interaction. And so for me, I kind of went then back. In, I stayed in that space of social media because it was easy to stay connected to people even though they didn't live next door to me, or even though they might still be in Texas or, you know, things like that. And then Pinterest came out. And I remember Pinterest when it first came out, like you had to be invited to Pinterest. You had to send somebody an invitation if you want. (laughs) I remember. I I remember. Yes. I was obsessed with Pinterest too. Like I was pinning, woo, pin, pin, pin. Like I was, oh man, let me tell you how many of those ideas I probably ever did. Maybe less. Can I tell you though? Can I tell you real quick? I remember the first time, I think it was a girl I was dating in college. She goes, oh, I got this off Pinterest. And I was like, what? You pinned what? No, Pinterest. (laughs) Pin, wait, what? Pinterest? No, Pinterest. I go, what the hell is that? And so she told me, and it was the same thing. But yeah, anyway, so I just remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what the hell is Pinterest? Right. You're like, what? You go you go on the internet and you you save pictures? I was like, so it's, a, it's more of a female website than for dudes. She goes, no dudes use it. I'm like, well, not this dude, because I have no idea what it does. Oh, man. And you know what, mate? I think it probably started out that way, but now I, oh, yeah. shoot, you could go on there. It's like YouTube. You can go on there and find how to do anything, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I use Pinterest and YouTube as search engines before Google, depending on what I'm looking up a lot. Yeah. 
But um, so I remember that comes out and I was like pretty into that and it kind of naturally evolved for me. But again, I still wasn't sure how to monetize it or how to make that become a job. And then um, this, you know, I had my son and then this whole uh, social media influencing thing kind of became a, an actual thing, a job. And I was like, oh, look, you can make money doing this. And so um, I started out doing home decor stuff, which I still do for myself. I don't do it uh, a lot paid for people. Um, but I started out doing that. And then that naturally progressed to style blogging, which I've always had like an interest in style and fashion. I've always kind of lived outside of the box when that goes, I like to push the limits on, on what I wear and no new since like high that. school. I can, I can, I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I have to tell you about the red patent leather combat boots sometime. Oh goodness. That yes, I we... wanted in third grade, third grade. <laughs> and, um, we'll come so, back to that. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so then, um, being in that space of blogging and I started attending events. So I really, really expanded my network locally. I met so many people, you know, boutique owners, photographers, uh, you know, girls who uh, plan events in their corporate life, you know, in their full-time mm -hmm. jobs, so many people, food bloggers, restaurant owners, all of the things. And then when that started happening, one of my very, very good friends and neighbor, she is a photography, a photographer. So shout out to Maywood Photography, Megan Yan and Jess. And um, so they have a company and I started working with them. And they were like, hey, you know, do you want to come along and do this job? We need somebody to kind of help us keep on time and on track. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that. I waited my whole life to be somebody's boss. <laughs> I was like, so you're telling me I just need to show up there and tell people when and where they have to be? And they're like, yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got this. And so I started working with them in that capacity. And I make light of it. It's a whole lot more work than that. But okay. I like to joke around. I'm not serious very often. No. You're on the right um, podcast if that's the case. <laughs> good. <Woo! laughs> I would be on the wrong one if it was a serious <laughs> one. That's and so style. I started working with them. And that wasn't really something that I tried to pursue it was just something again I would do when I had time if my husband was home if I had childcare, kind of if the, if the stars aligned I would do it mm -hmm. and um so that's how I fell into this job that I just had this weekend and um so I myself and my I have a friend who was my assistant and we coordinated a wedding for upwards of 150 people the wedding party there was uh seven bridesmaids and eight groomsmen and I mean, we coordinated that wedding and it rained. We had to move the ceremony, all the things. And like at the end of that day and seeing the bride and groom and they were so happy and their families were so, I told my, I told Megan, my photographer friend, I was like, I love love. And it just kind of reignited that spark for me. And so that's kind of something that I plan to just sprinkle in for now um, until until Russ isn't deploying and stuff anymore, then maybe I want to hope to pursue something full time. Um, but what I'd like to do and integrate that into my social media is just sharing about it when I do have jobs and when I go on jobs, sharing about, you know, the products that I use and I love and I trust, um, sharing about the style, the outfits, what's popular. Yeah. I want to, I kind of, for me, when people come to my page, I want people to come and feel like they're getting information on a wide range of topics because that is my life. Like mm -hmm. I even put it in my bio. I put, um, a Jane of all trades Yeah, I <laughs> because <saw that. laughs> I dabble, like I dabble, but then I, there are some things I love, but because of the lifestyle I've chosen to stay at home with my kids, I'm not, I'm not ever able really to take things full time yet. Yeah. Um, but I re I just, I really love doing it. And I want people to come to my page and feel like they can get a wealth of information and knowledge because I also have like a wide rate, wide age range in my friends. So we're talking, mm -hmm. you know, twenties all the way up through fifties, sixties, you know, mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, everybody's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so they are, they're all in different stages of their lives and what they're looking yeah. for as am I. And I, I'm constantly changing. And so for me, that's what I really want is just for people to, 
to, it's, I would call it a lifestyle page. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And well, I mean, and here's the thing, you have 2,300 followers right now. So you got those people that are interested in what you're doing. And then on top of that, they're sharing probably with other people. So you're actually, like you talked about earlier, it's, you know, one of those followers sees something you like, and then they share it with somebody else who shares it with somebody else, so forth and so forth. So, you know, you're really reaching, you know, a good amount of people with what you're doing. And I think, you know, the proof's in the pudding when you have that, peop- that many people following you, that you're doing something right and your fashion is there. You've always had good fashion. And, oh, I, know, and I know I joked about high school and everything, but you always had good, but me, I was always like just the bum, Jimmy jeans, tennis shoes and a polo or a t-shirt and a hat. That's all I need in my life. But, well, you know what? It seemed to work well for you. It, it, it did. And well, and luckily for me, I didn't, I didn't care what people thought. You know, I got made fun of a lot. I mean, the post I put up this morning about me wearing a mask. I mean, I don't know if you've seen all the comments on my yes. Facebook. And Everybody's bragging on because you can see my CD collection on my visor. And uh, <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, don't be jealous. Don't be, don't hate me because you ain't me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm like, man, I'm jamming some CDs. You're damn right. And like, you're you like, all, all the good want. stuff's on those. <laughs> I can never possibly remember that mix to, to, to transfer to Spotify. Yeah, never. exactly. Exactly. I'll never so, <laughs> remember all 20 of those songs. Like they're erased from my memory. Yeah. So, so luckily for me, I, I just remember my fashion. I didn't care what people thought. I just, I, I wore what I wanted and, you know, my brother still makes fun of me to this day. He's like, oh, you're still wearing the same thing you wore 20 years ago. Oh, it's cheap and comfortable. He goes, Did you, have you bought anything new in the last few years? I'm like, nope, <laughs> it still fits. Like the dad bod and COVID bod have not combined so badly where my clothes don't really fit just yet. So I'm still- You know what too? Like I have a friend here, he's local. His name is Muhammad and he has the best man style. Like, I mean, it's amazing. His photos are amazing. Yeah. Um, but I kind of am interested in that. Like I would kind of like to try my hand at styling men. I, maybe I should start with my husband. There you, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You got to talk him into letting you. I don't know how he is. Exactly. So. <laughs> he, he's very much like you. He's a simple man. He doesn't want the extra, the flair. He gave him some cargo shorts, a pair mm-hmm. of flip flops and a white Hanes t-shirt. And he is a happy camper. See, like, I don't need the white. I, I like to get like stuff. So like you can't, obviously people listening can't see this, but I'm wearing like a Captain America type shirt, but underneath it says all-star dad. You nice. know, I, like, <laughs> I wear things like that, you know, or baseball gear where it's like Houston Astros, everything, you know? So yeah, that's my style. But what's great is like, so I, I go to your page and I'll see some things you post where you talk about the style blog of it, where you'll see like an influencer or a celebrity or whatever it is. And they're wearing it. And I'll notice like you buy the exact same type of outfit and you're doing the exact same pose. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see that a couple of times and it's just like, you know, and that's the type of fashion thing that, and people are just loving it. And I, and I think that's really cool that you do things like that. Like you said, you're doing what you like, what you think people will like. You're not, it doesn't sound like you're adjusting what other people think you should do with your fashion or your home decor or your social media page, whatever it is, you're doing what you want to do because that's what you like and others are following at least that's what oh, I see a now. thousand percent and I don't even know how I turned out this way because I ask myself this question a lot now that I'm raising children and of mm-hmm. course my son so he's eight and he's kind of in that age range where he's trying to figure out who he is mm-hmm. and I don't really know how I got this way but I am like you I've never cared what everyone else is doing what I've always cared about is what I like and what I want to do and I I get that that sounds extremely selfish (laughs) but at the same time like you I for me I've just never I've never been interested in doing what everybody else does now sometimes that coincides with whatever's popular Mm -hmm. in the way that I just I figured that is like I'm like hey well if it's popular and I like it great if it's not popular and I like it great (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and I I wanted I do want to back up a little bit and say so the post that you do see on my feed um where I take either another influencer or just another kind of style and then I model that and mimic that so that idea is actually from another style blogger her name is um well her Instagram handle is better with Chardonnay and she's from Midland Texas she's freaking hilarious her page is so real, but she actually started it. And the hashtag is called um, hashtag wannabe Wednesday. And basically she invites anybody. So whether you're a social media influencer or you're just on Instagram 
for whatever reason that you're on there, anybody to kind of step outside the box and just, if you see, it's kind of, um, I guess you would say kind of like an empowerment or just confidence boosting type mm-hmm. campaign where if you, a lot of times on Instagram, women, especially, we can start to feel down. We can look at pictures yeah. and we can say, okay, well, that girl's a size zero. I will never look like that. I will mm-hmm. never fit into those clothes. That won't look like that on me. I could not wear that. I could never show my, you know, all of mm-hmm. the things that women kind of let go through their heads. This is kind of something that she does to show, Hey, put yourself out there and try. It doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter what your budget is. It doesn't matter if you can afford Gucci or Fucci, fake Gucci, (laughs) you know, whatever it is, like feel good about yourself. Do you? And that's why I did that. And because I really wanted to support that movement. Do you, whatever you is do it and do it happily and with confidence. And so that's why I really liked participating in that because it was cool because you, you, you know, you don't have to even have the exact same dress, but you can maybe go to Walmart and find something that's similar. Or like I said, you don't have to be the same size. I'm going to put it out here. I'll put it on your podcast right now. I know my pictures might make me look small, but I just want to share with everyone. I'm a solid size eight plus. I've had two kids. My body is far from perfect. But what I want people to know is that you can come to my page and you can find something for you and you can look good in the same clothes that I have on. You know, I don't shop at crazy, unreasonable places. Mama's got kids to take care of. (laughs) And and then you got to buy them crap too. So that takes away more of your money. (laughs) And you know what? I'm that classic quintessential mom. My children look better than I do most of the time. If you could see me right now, you'd be like, Ooh, she's on the internet. (laughs) Oh man. Well, see, and I, and you know what? And I love that you shared that. And it's, you know, I feel so special that you shared it. But no, and I think that's why, Obviously, you and I have been friends for a very long time before any of this. You know, we, like I said, it goes back to high school and we're, I'm going to age us here a little bit. This was in the 90s, late 90s, folks, that we were in high school. Uh, but, and I think that's why, you know, I, I tend to gravitate toward people that are very, um, they're, they're, they are real everywhere. You know, they don't yes. act a certain way around a certain group of people and then another way around a certain, they're, they're always themselves regardless. And I think that's, that's always what attracted me to you as, you know, with our friendship is, you know, like, okay, you're real hundred percent, you know, even if we didn't talk every day, I could still talk to you about literally anything, probably, you know, that type of thing. And, right. you know, I, and I love that you shared that because, you know, you mentioned, you know, you, you have uh, your son who's eight and you have a little girl as well. And so for me, I have two girls and I, I've been around women my entire life where I'm not going to, and I'm not going to remotely say I can understand women or I know anything about women or anything of that nature, but you know, but I, I've seen what you were talking about where, you know, women tend to see something and because they don't look like the person they're seeing, they feel like they can't wear that or they can't do that or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want my girls to grow up knowing that just because somebody looks different than you doesn't mean you can't do what they're doing or look what they're doing or wear what they're doing or whatever it is. And so I love that you you shared that. And of course, you know, talking about you know, the better with Chardonnay and, you know, was it hashtag wannabe Wednesday? I love that. So, and plus, you know, with our kids, we talk about social media. And if you really think about social media has only been around for maybe what, 15 years, if that, Mm -hmm. I think it was, I I think it was around 2005, six ish when I know MySpace got really big and then Facebook started getting outside the college dorms and things like that. And, you know, so social media hasn't been around that long. So by the time like your kids hit high school or especially when mine, social media might not even be what it is today. It might be completely different, but I want my girls to be able to rely on people like yourself to where like, if, you know, she, you know, like when Claire gets older, you know, cause she's a redhead and you yourself are a redhead as well. And so when she wants to like find somebody that looks like her, I'm going to say, go look, go to my friend, Jess page, go look at anything she's doing because if you need that, it's there, you know, cause you know, she, y'all both have red hair. And you could relate to her that way, but you could also relate to other people. And I, you know, I want her to be inspired by others. So I love that you shared that because that's something I plan on utilizing with my girls as they get older, making sure that when you're on social media, follow the right people. Don't follow them because 
they're famous or the TikTok or whatever it is, right? I want you to follow people that will not make you think you have to look anorexic in order to wear their clothes. Well, 1,000%. So for me, kind of my, and I'm pretty ruthless about this. So again, I'm just going to put it out there for everybody. (laughs) If someone, if you are on someone's page and it doesn't matter what platform it is, Facebook, their blog, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it might be, and they do not share what you feel aligns with your values or if it makes you upset or if it makes you feel bad, it is so easy to just click unfollow. Mm -hmm. Do not follow that person. There's no reason why you need to consume negative energy Mm -hmm. and vice versa for any person on social media. Mm -hmm. If someone begins to follow you and then things turn inappropriate, block them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's, it's re- and, and my thing is, is like, I think social media, it, it has the power to be great. Mm-hmm. If it, it, you know, they say it, if w- with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm seeing it right now where social media is more often used unresponsibly than it is responsibly. And mm-hmm. I feel that the only person who can curate your feed is you. And what I mean by curating it is unfollowing those things and following people who align with your values follow. And, and that's not necessarily. And so let me be clear about this. Cause I know it's heavy right now and I'm not saying, you know, Oh, well they think differently than you. So you should unfollow them. Yeah. That's not what I mean. No. I mean, I mean, everyone there's, it takes all kinds of kinds to make this go, this world go around as Miranda <laughs> Lambert said. And so <laughs> I'm not saying that people should unfollow people who they just, Oh, I don't like the color of that shirt. Or they mm-hmm. said, this is, you know, I'm talking about the people who are out there that really aren't using social media responsibly. Those are the people you should not allow to continue to be in your feed and in your life. And I'm pretty ruthless about it. And it's caused, you know, some backlash in, in my life on occasion, but the benefit <laughs> is yeah. always outweighs the negative 100%. for me. Oh, and so you're, you're not losing sleep over it. <laughs> no, I'm really not, you know, yeah. and because because I'm I, I do I choose I, I'm like you said, I choose to surround myself and be around people who also feel that they want to empower others, that they want to lift each other Mm -hmm. up, that they want to be positive people, that they want to be the same person in all arenas in their life, that they don't want to go around in one person here and you don't know what you're going to get from, from them. And so I think everyone should do that. You know, I think that's everybody's God given right. And I think they totally should. (laughs) I agree. And and, And I hope Claire follows me one day because, (laughs) and I, I, I was going to say too, so I, if, if you go to my social media pages and you'll see pictures of me, not only am I redheaded, but I'm also covered <laughs> in freckles. And mm-hmm. so my whole life growing up, I heard freckle face, freckle this, freckle that, yeah. fire hair, all, all kinds of things so often. But that it, for whatever reason, again, my personality, I never took it seriously, but also like it almost made it to where I'm proud of them. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, nah, I, I love these freckles. I'm not trying to get rid of them. I'm trying to hide them. Like it is yeah. what it is. Like I don't wear a ton of makeup on my face. I just never have. I've not, I've not ever tried to hide or cover up my freckles. Yeah. And so, you know, I know what it's like to be especially little and, you mm-hmm. know, feel like you're different or feel like you don't look like everybody else or, and then people to call it out and say that. And so, I mean, I, I, I would, I I would feel honored to have someone like Claire follow me for that someday. Oh, don't worry. She'll, she'll have social media when she's 30. You'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So when I'm about 60. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll still be rocking it. You'll be fine. You'll be, you'll be rocking it. So it'll be fine. I know it will be. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, (laughs) she's like, daddy, can I have Facebook? Nope. (laughs) Can I have? Nope. 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 Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm dreading the day, but Hey, that day's not today. So I'm okay with Mm -hmm. it. I'm just going (laughs) to keep on dreading it. (laughs) Exactly. Keep on putting it back. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I'm going to keep on putting it on the back burner till that day comes. There you go. There you go. 
So I, so I, I love, you know, that you brought up, you know, and, and obviously I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I, I feel like we could talk about it forever. Um, you know, the whole social media thing is I, I've, I've always looked at it as a double-edged sword. It, it does a lot of great things, but it does a lot of negative things too. And sometimes in months and years, the negative outweigh the good. And then it kind of goes back. Um, I feel like now in today's climate or, you know, in uh, the pandemic and all, you know, whatever stuff you want to say is social media has been more of a negative thing than a positive thing because there's so much false information out there. So I love the fact that you, you said earlier on about how, because of the way things are going right now, it's like, you know, do I, what, you know, what, like, even when the, the pandemic started, what should I do? Should I put stuff out there? But people want that norm. People want to see some good out there, you know, which is why, like, even with me in this podcast and, you know, anything that I'm sharing, I'm sharing fun stuff. I'm not going to talk about negative, about, you know, the, 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 the bad things that are going on out there, you know, whether it's from politicians or stimulus checks or pandemics or whatever it is, it's like, okay, we hear about that all day, every day. So, you know what? And as hard as it is, because there's so much out there that's negative, the more good you can get out there, hopefully then whenever that negative starts fading away, because you've been continuously putting out good content, good, happy memories, like the one you put out about the wedding you just did. Like, I mean, I could see it all over the bride's face. I think it was in a TikTok video you shared. Oh, no. That, so that was a different one I shared. Oh, but sorry. Yeah, so, but you can, if you click on the blog and you can see, even though it was raining that day and you, you'll see pictures of them with their wedding party mm -hmm. and you can, yeah, a hundred percent. And that's really, that is what yeah. sealed the deal for me was to see them and to realize like, I don't know. I feel like for a while I was kind of drowning in what that negative aspect of social media, because especially for me being a stay at home mom and not necessarily having like full adult person to person interaction, especially right now <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. is pretty few and far between. And so just to see, I, I just, I, it solidified humans were not meant for this humans were not meant to be shut in our own homes and be mm -hmm. isolated and, you know, doing the things that we're all doing, but mm -hmm. you know, I know it's temporary, but I agree with you. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because I do want to say my page, all of my social media platforms, this is something I committed to when, you know, years ago that I would not, it's against my personal kind of agenda. I will not share triggering content a lot. I don't share um, my personal opinion on things as far as negatively. My goal for my page is to share positive content that when people come they are going to feel love. They are going to feel inspired. They are going to laugh. I hope they laugh. I, <laughs> I really put myself out. I'm like, yep. Oh, you can laugh at me all day long. It's completely fine with I me. I laughed like, before you did. You're probably saying that I laughed before you did. <laughs> so. Yes. You know, like, I'm like, I hope they're laughing. I hope they come and they, and so for me, I want to be clear that that is not me putting on my rose colored glasses, although I do love me some rose colored glasses. That is not me, you know, trying to bury all of the injustices that are happening in our society right now, or my personal opinion on it, or any of those things. All of those things are still very important in my life and are being dealt with in the manner that I feel is imperative to deal with them. So one thing for me is, um, my children, they're the future. So mm -hmm. I may not post on social media on my thoughts on certain things that are going on, but I can promise you I am doing the work right here in my own home because yep. those are the kids that are going to grow up and learn how to interact with other kids and treat other kids. And they are our future. They are going to be our adults. And so for me, I spend a lot of time focusing those energies right here in my own home, in my own neighborhood, you know, when they're outside playing with other kids, I take the time to go out there and try and talk to the other kids. Like, how can we work this out? What can we do? You know, all of the things, because that's what's super important to me. So I want people to understand that just because you may come to my page and you might not see, you know, my political standpoint or any of those other things does not mean I don't have them. And I do want to say, I'm happy to have 
adult conversations and respectable conversations with anybody who wants to have someone, you know, I'm willing, if anybody ever needs an ear, I'm willing, my inbox is open. If you're like, Hey, I just need someone to listen to me. My inbox is open for that. What my inbox is never open for (laughs) is craziness because mama don't play that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, and I think that's, that's the nail on the head. I think where, I, I talk about the double-edged sword of social media and, you know, I like, I, I like people that use it for positive things and not that people, and here's the thing, if people want to share negative things and their opinions, I don't hate them for it. I, I'm not the type of person where just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm not your friend. I have, I have yes. plenty of friends, but I'm sure you have as well that you yes. see them say something or they post something and you just roll your eyes going, really? You're going to you put go, that woo. out there. But hey, <laughs> but, that, but that's the thing though, but that doesn't make me think they're a bad person. That's just their feeling. That's just their opinion. That's, you know, what they feel that they want to do. And I don't, I don't disregard them for that. I don't shun them for that because let's face it. We live in a cancer culture world now where when people don't like what you're doing or they disagree or something like that, they feel like it just needs to be done. It needs to be canceled yeah. or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. And, so, and that's what I wanted to say earlier that I'm yeah. not for cancel culture. I do no. want to say that. <laughs> I'm not either. And I, yeah. and I think, and it's, and it's something where, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't dislike when people do it. I do. I agree with it. No, but I don't shut them out. So for me, you know, I, I love that, you know, you, you stay on the positive things, but it's like, just because it's not on social media, doesn't mean it's not happening. Like you just oh, yeah. said, whatever's going on with your kids, because we live in a world now because the generations growing up feel like if you don't put it out there on social media, then you never really did it. Like, what's the old saying? It's like, Oh, unless there's video, it never happened. Yeah. You know, or whatever it is. Like, think about, all the things that you and I did in high school, you know, and we were, we were just the best students ever, right? We never party. We never drank. Oh, we never did anything. We were always good. Of course. Quote unquote. <laughs> Thank God they can't see our faces right now as I'm laughing <laughs> as I'm saying this, but, but, but think about, think about all the dumb shit we did back then. Right. Oh. So in today's culture, it would be like, well, unless you put it out on your Facebook or Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever it is, then it never really, then we don't believe it ever really happened. Even though there were probably like 50 million people that saw it happen. But if nobody posted it, then it never really happened. And I hate that because I feel like now people feel like I, if I'm going to say something in my house, I got to put it out there on Facebook. No, you don't. You really don't have to do anything. Social media is not real life. Real life is like what's happening right now where you're stuck at home and everything else. And so, and again, if people want to share what they do every single day, I'm not going to disagree with them or sorry, I'm not going to like shun them for it. I might disagree with them, but I'm not going to just say, okay, I can't be your friend anymore. I'm just gonna be like, all right, bro. If, if you want to talk about how you're pissed off, you stumped your toe and you stepped in an ant bed, <laughs> all right, you, 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 you bitch and moan all you want, my friend, but I'm gonna, right. Like, I'm and gonna, that's the know. thing. I feel like another thing that my eyes have really been open to, especially as of late is uh, perspective and each person's perspective is colored based on what is going on in their lives. And so for me to take my perspective and insert that and put it on top of their feelings really doesn't help the situation anyway. So when I see things like that, my first initial thought is, you know what? I don't know their life and they don't know mine. And so because of that, I'm going to let them be them and let them have their thoughts and their feelings as in turn, I would accept and prefer that they give that to me back. You know what I mean? I would say, Hey, listen, I don't know what's going on with you. And I don't know why your, your perspective is this way, but I can guarantee you, you didn't just wake up and think you were going to, you know, (laughs) be a certain way. And so for me, it's like, I'll give you, I'll give anybody that respect as long as I, I request it in return. Um, And I think any, I think, I think social media is absolutely a place where hard conversations can be had, Mm -hmm. but I think hard conversations should be had appropriately on social media, almost as they would if you were face to face with that person, if you wouldn't yell and scream and act a certain way while you were having a tough conversation with a good friend, then for me, I don't know that social media is the place to do that either, but that's my perspective. And I under, and I'm like you, just because somebody else shares a different one. I, and that's my thing is my eyes are very open and my ears are very open to people who would like to share their perspective because my life is limited on what I see and I experience. Mm -hmm. And And so when people share their perspective with me, 
all that does is help me to grow and learn and be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. I, I never thought of it that way. And so for me, you know, even though I don't post a lot of, you know, hot topic triggering kind of things, those things are still, I, I'm reading them. I'm still reading them on everybody else's feed. And I, yeah. you know, and so I'm open for those, com- those, those conversations. And yeah. I think, you know, it's funny that you brought up how nobody would really remember all the silly stuff we did in high school because I, so the, my kids, they play in the basement a lot. And sometimes they're like, Oh, you know, come down with us. So I'm sitting down there and I'm like, Oh, here's an old box. And I open it up. It's all these pictures from prom, like our mm-hmm. senior year, all these things. Oh my goodness. I like sent a picture to my friend. I was like, look at this. This is me and my prom dress. And she was like laughing her butt off. And then I keep flipping and I see pictures of all of us at the beach house mm-hmm. after prom. And I'm like, you know what? I was like, I told my friend, I said, I really want to be that cool mom, but I don't know if I can get there by the time. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, it's a different world though today. How did my mom do that? She was the cool mom. Like, but think about this though. She could be the cool mom without the whole world knowing what she was letting you do. Right. Because like now, she was able to just make her own choice and she didn't have the internet telling her you're a bad mom for making that choice. Yeah. Or like you're a terrible parent because you let your kids drink at a beach house. Like, but I'm here supervising them. So. Right. You know, and then. Yeah. And you know, and that's the thing, like even just to be at the beach house and she took responsibility for other people's Uh children. And it wasn't just my parents, there were other parents there, but Mm -hmm. it's just, I thought, I thought to myself, wow, how things are so different. And I can even imagine then, cause you think of like when our parents were our age, like was Mm -hmm. the drinking age still 18 then even probably? Uh, Yeah. I think, yeah. Drinking age, I don't think went up until I think around the seventies, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, like like, late seventies even from those three generations, the difference in how things will be. And we're fools if we say social media doesn't play into that. Like it a hundred percent plays into how things are happening in our lives right now today. I agree. And it's just, it's, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's weird thinking back and looking back on that because I remember at our beach house, you know, yeah, all the parents being there and we're drinking and we're, acting like 18 year olds drinking our butts <laughs> off and the parents are just sitting there looking at us going, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> right. Like you see them in the back of the pictures and, and they're like, Oh, what have we gotten ourselves? In? I'm like, they should have gotten the parent of the year award. They really yeah. should have, because I can tell from the pictures that we were less than hilarious, but also hilarious. <laughs> I, I feel like we were great. We were very hilarious. And then, so I just literally Googled. So it was actually 1986 is when the drinking age changed. Oh, wow. 1986. I was five years old. Oh, yeah. sorry, four. I was four years old Me when too, that four. happened. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, I see, five? yeah. Man. So, our parents five were, like, freely drinking when they were our age, like, yeah. graduating so, from high school. It, so, it's funny. So, and, and I feel like this ties into social media because, so, I was at my parents' house um, a couple weeks ago. They were, at a, they were at Galveston. I had to stay at their house. We had a rodent problem in our house. <laughs> and so we left the house to try to catch, you know, these rodents and um, we were staying in their guest room and they had all these old boxes out. And so we're flipping through. And I mean, I found some photos I have never seen (laughs) from my parents throwing parties and my dad just looking very like drunk and just silly and just like acting a fool, which I would never ever imagine him being this way. Cause I always thought my dad was just a New York cause he's from, he's from New York, like a hard ass. And so I see these photos. I'm like, this is where I get it from. It is from him because he looks like a damn fool. And I always look like a damn fool, you know, and he's, he's acting all like silly and doing these weird poses and shit. And I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I'm pushing 39 and I've never once seen these photos, but think about it like back then, because those are photos, they sat in a box for a number of years. They weren't online for everybody to see anytime they wanted. And so, you know, and it's just, it's like you said, it's just a different world from, you know, when they grew up to when we grew up into now when our kids grow up it's, and it's going to continue to change. Yeah. And you know what the thing is, is, you know, we have this whole Snapchat era and all, you know, all these things, store Instagram stories where, Oh, it's gone in 24 hours. Oh, it goes away. Mm. No, the screenshot mm-hmm. long live the screenshot because it is going to live forever. And you it even get notified when somebody somewhere. takes a screenshot. You're like, Hey, so-and-so just took a screenshot. Shit. <laughs> 
and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> now they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Because of the world of online, nothing is ever really erased. Something right, and that's what I was going to say. Like as much as like we were kind of saying before, our secrets they died in the past, unless one of us remembers it. In fact, I saw someone post yesterday <laughs> an old picture, and they said, you know, they tagged the other person, and they said, you don't, do you remember what we were laughing about? And the person comments, and she's like, no, I don't remember. And then the original poster is like, oh, it was this, and. You know, and that's what I mean. Like those, that stuff that we wanted to forget, <laughs> it, it died. It died yeah. and we were able to forget it. But like our kids now, if, if something humiliating happens or something exciting mm-hmm. happens, yeah. you know, either side of the coin, again, the double-edged sword, that lives forever. And yes, so, it you know, it, will, <laughs> it can be celebrated, but it can also cause you to relive. In fact, so this morning, just this morning, I, you know, I open up Facebook and I'm kind of digging around in there and it comes up with the memories and you oh, know how it's like, Oh, on this day, last year, I look year, at them all the time. Like, five I'm, like, oh. years ago. I'm like, what dumb shit did I say back then? Like- exactly. <laughs> like I was like, you know what? Sometimes these memories really make me happy. But today I was like, <laughs> you know, like, what, the, what was wrong with me? Like, it, and it kind of start. it's like you had to relive something that you were trying to heal from mm-hmm. or move away from already. And then you, you went and relived it. And like, for me this morning, when I looked at, I was like, Oh man, like, again, mm-hmm. I had completely forgotten and erased part of that. And then when I saw it, it was like all <laughs> over again. It gave, it gives you that feeling that, yes, you know, the does. stomach feeling and you're like <laughs> embarrassed. You're just, Hits are sweaty. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know if I know that feeling, but okay. The internet. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap this up, you said something earlier. We're going to come back to it. You talked about some red leather boots in third grade you wanted as fashion. You got to share that story before we go. So you, you got to okay. share that with me. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I was in third grade. And at the time, I lived in New Mexico, Hobbs, New Mexico. Shout out. All right. Um, <laughs> And my, my family and I, we would always go to Rio Doso for vacation. My grandparents had a cabin there and we would go shopping and do all the things. And it was right before school. And I, we go into this little like children's boutique and I see these bright red patent leather. I still remember what they, in fact, I'm trying to go get me some new ones maybe, <laughs> but bright red patent leather combat boots, black soles, black laces. And I am in love with them I am like oh these are the coolest things I have ever seen and my mom says did you see the price tag on those and I'm like yeah it's okay and she's like Jessica I know that if I buy those for you you're not gonna wear them and I was like yes I am mom yes I am and she's like fine but if I buy them you better wear them Mm -hmm. Ryan Gentile I wore the boots to third grade on the first day And I don't know how many, or if it was everyone, but my memory is making me feel like it was everyone (laughs) was calling me Ronald McDonald. See, I didn't really think that through because it is true. Ronald McDonald does wear boots like that. (laughs) And (laughs) I never wore the boots again. I never put them back on my feet a day in my life, but I kind of feel like that needed to happen because now I share that story with like my son. He wanted a pair of rainbow vans, mm-hmm. um, the checkered ones, and he wanted rainbow. And I was like, buddy, I think those are rad, but I don't know what people are going to say. And I was like, so if you're going to wear those, like you better be ready to own that. And I was mm-hmm. able to tell him that, you know, what happened yeah. to me. And I was able to tell him that, you know what, here I am now an adult and I, I wish I would have told them, you know what? Hey, I like my boots. Leave me alone. Yeah. I wish I would have told them that then. Yeah. But it's kind of good, you know. I use it for good now. And like I said, maybe I'll go find another pair and <laughs> revive them. I'm gonna bring him Ronald McDonald chic. Do it. Oh my God, do it. That'd be so great. Yeah, yeah I, that's a great story, and I love how you you turned it into a positive with your son. You know, yeah. because like you said, because like your mom didn't go through something like that, so it's not like she could have told you what you're telling your son now. Right. So you're using it for good to say, Hey, if people make fun of you, like just be prepared, that might happen. 
Right. You know? So here's the thing, because when my girls get older, I'm gonna have to warn them about our last name forever. I mean, you remember my nicknames in high school. I mean, with my last name and the play on my last name, my poor girls are gonna hear it forever. And so right. as they get older, I'm, I'm going to like, all right, I'm sorry. I have to prepare you guys. Like just, like, you can't change your last name unless right. you turn 18 and move out of my house or get married, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and you're like, and I'll you want that day. <laughs> but just be prepared, you know, but I love how you twisted that into uh, so- something cool. So that's, that, that is awesome. I love it. Yeah. You know, your, your parent heart, your mama heart, your daddy heart, they always want to protect that and keep them from not experiencing that. But I think, just preparing them for that is even better than protecting them. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, cool. So, well, Jess, I, I got to say thank you for coming on. This was so good to get to catch up with you. I know this recording is going to work this time. So I think we're good uh, that this will get out there, but uh, before we go, so let everybody know where can they find you on all your social media platforms? Yeah. So um, mostly I usually just share my Instagram handle. That's kind of my main hub. Um, it is at, the just walker mom spot i know it's long but you'll never forget it and (laughs) you'll never find another one because there's not a you know so and so mom spot it's only mine it's the just walker mom spot (laughs) and then um you can also find my blog which i don't update near as often as i should um but it's uh www.jess-walker.com so pretty easy. I try to keep things simple for everybody. Um, but if you do start following me from listening to the podcast, I would love it if you would DM me and just say, Hey, and yeah. um, that you heard it here so that we can share that. I would <laughs> yeah, love to be great. make sure I knew that's where you came from. Yes. Shooter message say, man, I listened to this dumbass podcast, but you were great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I followed you because you're awesome. Make sure that's right that. I, the other guy i don't know about but you i like you i like you that dude looks like a bum you actually no. look like you have some style so right i'm like um, oh but don't worry because i would never do a bum podcast so <laughs> that, there you go thank you thank you there we go you say that now let's talk in a year right. <laughs> <laughs> i promise i just you know i make fun of myself but uh, i know but, me too i'm <laughs> me too but yeah definitely follow follow jess you know she does a lot of cool stuff and uh she definitely uh follows a lot of cool people and and is inspired by others so i definitely recommend check out our instagram page uh it's definitely a good one uh also hey guys you can find us on instagram we're at uh the underscore genteel underscore life i blame instagram i try to keep it as one it wouldn't let me so i had to change it up so uh, but it's uh, at the Gentile Life, just underscores in between each word. You could also, I'm actually starting a, a Twitter. I got my Twitter up and running at the Gentile Life as well. And then you can follow me on Facebook as well, the Gentile Life. It's just all over. Just search Gentile Life, any social media you find. Uh, make sure you like and share the podcast, comment. You know, you can find us on wherever you have your podcast. But guys, uh, I, you know, appreciate everybody listening in. And just once again, love that you were able to jump on the show with me today. It's always a pleasure getting to talk with you. And I'm sure at some point down the road, I'll find something else that you and I could just talk about for hours. Yes, I'd love that. (laughs) All right. Everybody have a good one.